0: Landing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your host, Jim and Chuck. And this is the much awaited, at least for me, Deadly Class episode as we preview the upcoming series and we review the pilot that was released uh, right around Christmas, an early Christmas present for us. Uh, thanks to Image Comics and Sci-Fi. Yeah. But before we get into that, we need to make an amendment on our last everything coming out in January, where Netflix decided to be a little stingy with release dates and hold it to January 1st and be like, Happy New Year's or release date. Uh Strange Things is coming out in July. Yeah, that Ju- came out. July 4th. July 4th. Uh, But that has nothing to do with the amendment we're making. Uh The amendment is that The Punisher, season two, coming out January 18th and January 23rd, you can expect... Myself and the voice you're going to hear next, talking about the Punisher season two as we review season two right before its cancellation.
1: Yep, January twenty fourth, it'll get canceled.
0: I hope not, uh, but the writing will. On, yeah, the writing's on the wall. We we know it's going to happen. Everything else has been canceled, and then Marvel can't play with those toys until twenty twenty.
1: It's only next year.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like it's so far away, but it's twenty nineteen, and yeah, last year went by fast as hell, and this year will probably go by fast as hell. Anyway, uh, the, one last thing we're going to talk about: DC news, um, Young Justice season three outsiders is out now the first three episodes are out um i've watched them you have yet to watch them tonight they're very very good and um they just announced that there is a batman the long halloween animated series or animated show being done really like not a show i'm sorry animated movie being oh animated movie just for their dc universe for dc universe oh that's cool not bad right
1: i was waiting for that because i was because they do a lot
0: of animated
1: movies and i was waiting for a Strictly DC Universe.
0: Well, I think the first one is going to be the Reign of Reign of the Superman.
1: Is that going to be on DC Universe?
0: Yeah, it's uh, well, Death of Superman's on DC Universe right now. Yeah, but now. it wasn't
1: exclusive.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, Reign of Superman comes out in theaters January 13th and 14th. Yeah. And then they're gonna do Hush. So I'm imagining all of these are going to be direct to DC Universe so they can profit on it and be like, if you want to watch it, you gotta at least pay your nine dollars for a month.
1: And we got the cast for Hush, but they didn't say who it was. But
0: well, we definitely knew Kevin Conroy wasn't on there thanks to my flub on the the Keystone Comic Con interview. Uh thank you, IMDB. And hopefully they don't IMDB doesn't fail us on this episode because we're gonna go over some actors and actresses that are uh, yeah. part of Deadly Class. Let's get into Deadly Class, Chuck. Uh, It's fair to say that the assassin genre of action movies is booming right now, or it's very popular. Yes. Um, And that's all thanks to John Wick. Definitely. Um, Keanu Reeves came in, reinvented himself with John Wick. Then you see the family tree of assassins kind of fall out. You see Atomic Blonde. You saw Proud Mary, Peppermint.
1: Red Sparrow. A couple
0: of people saw Peppermint um yeah. Red, yeah red sparrow you have so many different assassin movies coming out there some of them missing their mark most of them missing their mark if uh if your initials aren't jw you know what was your favorite non-john wick assassin movie was it peppermint probably seriously
1: that's the only one i've seen you didn't
0: see atomic blonde no Oh, atomic blonde's good it's not great but it's good
1: and then i started watching red sparrow and i got like 10 minutes in and something happened
0: yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't as good as it was was hyped up to be that well it was like the black widow origin story before black widow was announced
1: and then black widow is getting an origin story
0: yeah and that's an assassin movie so it's fair to say that assassins are i don't want to say flavor of the month because they've always been very popular yeah uh but essentially right now in entertainment it's flavor of the month and it was bound to happen that an assassin comic book tv show was going to be picked to grace the screen definitely and in walks deadly class and Many people may not know Deadly Class. It's fairly new, so I'm going to go over some comic book history for Deadly Class and its creator. Deadly Class is a comic book series from Image Comics written by Rick Remender and features art from Wesley Craig. Now, Chuck, do you know either one of those? No. All right, so Rick Remender has worked for Marvel. He's penned Uncanny X-Force, The Punisher, Secret Avengers, Uncanny Avengers, and many more titles. He's worked for DC Comics, working on the all-new Atom, your favorite, as well as Booster Gold. He did two issues of Booster Gold. And he worked at Dark Horse Comics and has several ongoing titles at Image Comics, including Black Science, Low, and Seven to Eternity. Ever hear of any of those? No. Black Science was actually referred to me by John Layman, Image really? Comic Writer. He said that's what he's reading, that everybody should be reading it. I might peruse it. I might check it out because I love Deadly Class. And um, Rick has also worked on animation with films such as The Iron Giant. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's worked on, I believe, Titan AE, Anastasia. So some big stuff, big animated films. Wesley Craig, Craig, on the other hand, sorry. Wesley Craig, on the other hand, has worked on titles ranging from Batman to Guardians of the Galaxy and is also writing and drawing the online comic series, The Black Hand Comics.
1: Never heard of that.
0: Neither have I, but um, his artwork is phenomenal on Deadly Class, Uh, especially in, like, he writes, he draws in comics. And and you've
1: read all, all the issues, right?
0: All 35 of them, and I'm new to the party. I just, I read them... Probably in 2017, late 2017, and I just reread them over Christmas break.
1: Well, the first issue was released in 2014.
0: Yeah, they're they're fairly new because it's yeah. probably the newest comic to be adapted to screen. Is it? I would think so. It predates or post-dates Runaways yeah. and Happy, Walking Dead. I think this is the newest. Yeah, maybe. And I'm fine with that because this is a, a good one to start with. And yeah. then you have like, there's this is the thing, like Deadly Class is coming out at a perfect time because there's another school titled comic coming out in february on netflix the umbrella academy yeah both completely different but both uniquely perfect deadly pass is perfect if you want the assassin and i said it before it's hogwarts meets yep. the continental so you just have all the patrons of the continental attending hogwarts you know it's a perfect school with yeah, school they're I, kids it's a school i would love to go to
1: it would it would to me would be like john wick's son yeah is in that school
0: if it took place in the 80s because yeah. it takes place 31 years ago
1: john wick could be in that
0: yeah, oh, that would be so awesome if they tied in. They're not ever going to tie it in. Because
1: what's that? Thirty years? He'd be now, twenty. Like 50.
0: Yeah, he's way too old to be. He must have been left behind, or he's like a teacher. I don't know. But um, the story of Deadly Class. If you're asking yourself, self, what is Deadly Class about? Well, I'm going to tell you about that, Chuck. Look no further. Look no further, Chuck. The series takes place in 1980s San Francisco and follows teenage orphan. I was about to say teenage mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> It follows teenage orphan Marcus as he transitions from living on the streets to being enrolled at the top school for assassins, King's Dominion School of the Deadly Arts. King's Dominion is a secret school and enrolls the children of the world's top assassins, and the comic series follows Marcus and the rest of his classmates as they discover who they really are. King's Dominion, isn't that a theme park?
1: Yes, I've been there.
0: Is it in New Jersey? Nope. Is it in Iowa? Nope. Where's it at? Virginia. All right. I'll be honest with you, it's the second King's Dominion that I want to go to now. I want to go to the school. Yeah. I want to like time travel and go to the school. I mean, you and I are a perfect age for attending King's Dominion. Like, I was born in 87. You were born in 82. Yeah. So you would have been like in kindergarten there. Yeah. It would have taken me a couple of years to I like, go would on like pre-K.
1: to t- I mean, because all we're seeing is teenagers. Yeah. I would love to see like
0: little kids. Well, it's, I, I assume it's a high school.
1: Yeah. That's what it looks like. But could you imagine if they had like an elementary school?
0: I'll be honest with you. I don't think that they could display that much violence with those children. Oh my god! Can you imagine yeah. like a five-year-old like slitting somebody's throat? That'd be awesome. I don't think I don't, that was scar kids. This is like the onset of PTSD. So you hear school for assassins, teenage kids, San Francisco, nineteen eighties. What do you think of the concept behind Deadly Glass?
1: I think it's really cool because, like you were saying, it's like Hogwarts meets John Wick.
0: Yeah, it meets the Continental
1: and. That's really cool. Or like, I also think of like Charles Xavier Xavier's School for like deadly people. Well, aren't the mutants deadly? Yeah, but he doesn't promote
0: killing. No, he just hires them. Yeah. You know, Wolverine was a teacher there. But
1: I, I think that's really cool. I've always liked assassins, and with like you were saying, the whole John Wick phenomenon. Like, it's just it's in
0: perfect time. It's and it's honestly the most perfect time for them to put this because John this Wick out. came
1: out what 2014. Yeah. So right when the comic came out, you know, it was right around when the first one came out. So between the movie, the comic coming out, it's it's perfect timing. Just imagine like having a bunch of kids just
0: killing. For me, the Deadly Class story is unique. I said it um, just because you don't see anything like that. At least to my knowledge, you don't see a school for assassins. And when you do see like child star comics, it's usually hokey. Yeah. And it's not deadly. And the title is perfect for what the, the series is about. Like these are the most deadly, like spawn of anybody. You know what I mean? And the comic is gritty and it's dark. It's like right up your alley. It's violent. It's just no capes and no, no cows. So it's not up your alley. Like you're not a, this isn't like, this is something you're going to enjoy on television, but I don't see you ever picking up a catalog, uh, a, a a comic if you didn't know it was a television show. You know what I mean? I agree. I also don't think you would ever pick up this comic, even now that it's a television show. Like, you won't go back to, say, you know what? I'm going to pick up 36, issue 36 that comes out in January. Eh, Probably not. I'm I'm picking up issue 36 for sure. We saw the pilot. Before the pilot was released, what were you expecting from the series before the pilot was released?
1: I wasn't familiar with this comic at all. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Until it was announced. And then I saw uh, the Russo brothers, who's producing it. They put out a uh like behind the scene video on their um social media pages. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, oh, wow, what is this?" And like I seen that they were doing a deadly class, which I was like, "I have no idea." So I looked it up. And then I seen that their um that p- post they did and behind the scenes I was like, "This looks kind of cool." Yeah. So like I wasn't expecting anything because I didn't know what it was.
0: And I think, honestly, that's that might be a good thing for comic book fans because the Russos are attached to it. Like, that's the biggest thing. You remember when um, it was announced the Russos were going to take over Quantum and Woody yeah. from Valiant Comics? And we were like, oh, my God, Quantum and Woody. We talked about Quantum and Woody in our Valiant episode. Yep. And we're like, oh, we can't wait for the series. This kind of slid under the radar. And the fact that, one, the Russo brothers may be the hottest directors in the game right now. You have Avengers Infinity War, $2 billion movie. Yeah, You have Avengers endgame coming out in 2019 in april or may and then they're like you know what we're gonna drop some bombs on tv too and this is gonna be huge i i, I think it's gonna be huge personally
1: and the other thing is like when they said it was gonna be on sci-fi sci-fi i used to like turn my nose to
0: yeah just go back to our krypton episode
1: and like you know it was like eureka and the only i think sci-fi show i ever watched was warehouse 13 yeah and that was hokey wasn't that like sean ashmer's brother was in that I always thought it was Sean Ashmore.
0: Yeah, he was the same one that was in Killjoys that I thought was Sean Ashmore. Yeah.
1: I thought it was Sean Ashmore. I never paid attention at the credits.
0: Aaron Ashmore, right?
1: Yeah. They look it
0: they're joints. They're, they're yeah. Yeah. But what were you gonna say they look like? Each other?
1: Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> um but sci-fi used to be hokey. But this last year with Krypton and Happy, I mean they they changed the game.
0: Yeah, and you know, Happy is is a gritty, dark kind of in the universe of deadly class minus the, the unicorn. The fantasy. So you can be like, okay, they're going to get it right. Sci-fi was known for Sharknadoes and, you know, yeah. the, the poor CGI stuff. Then they come out with Krypton, blows it away with their CGI and their effects. And then Night Flyers comes out and Night Flyers is super dope too. Sci-fi is quietly putting together a fantastic resume of shows. Yes. That I don't think a lot of people are aware of and know about. Like, they didn't know about The Expanse. The Expanse was one of the biggest sci-fi shows on TV.
1: And then it got canceled.
0: Then it gets canceled because no one's watching it. Or maybe it's because it's too expensive because you're shooting an entire show in space. Amazon comes over and buys it. And I feel like that's maybe the thing that sci-fi will fall from unless like a big parent company comes back and buys it and says, you know, Krypton is great, but we can only go to X. Yeah, You know what I mean? Deadly Class is a perfect sci-fi property. Because there is no X. Yeah. There's no aliens up to this point in 36 issues. There's no aliens in Deadly Class. There's no time travel. There's no. it's
1: not a lot of CGI that'll be.
0: There's no CGI. The only CGI, the only CGI you're gonna have is like when heads get cut off. And I mean, you, like you and I could probably do that with a green screen. I mean,
1: it's gonna be special effects, and it's gonna be, but it's not like, like you said. I mean, there are probably a lot of explosions.
0: Not even a lot of explosions. Like honestly, this is probably more practical effects than green screen effects from from my understanding and from just reading the comics and expecting the tv show to be like the comics it's going to be more practical it's going to be like think arrow like arrow is not a lot of green screen work right think arrow with an ma rating first season arrow where he's just killing fools that's what deadly class is deadly class is kingsman on tv yeah in america yeah you know what i mean but I like this better than Kingsman. To be honest with you, and I've read the Kingsman comics. I've watched two Kingsman movies. This is the pilot, and the comics are better than anything Kingsman. I can see that. I mean, do you you saw the pilot? Is it better than the first Kingsman?
1: Better than the second one. First Kingsman was really good, but it, to me, it's a different class because Kingsman was more of a Kingsman was kind of hokey.
0: Well, yeah, but this is—I mean, this is '80s. It's going to be hokey too. There's going to be. Because they're kids, they're gonna have that humor. But yeah, take but- take away the hokiness. take away the 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 childlike nature of it, and look at the stories. You have secret British intelligence children school for assassins. You know what I mean? They're both going out there and fighting. Like, which one was better to you? And Kingsman has like honestly has more of a sample size because it's a two hour movie. Where yeah. Deadly Class is fifty two minutes, but my money's on Deadly Class.
1: I don't know. I, I as of right now, I want to say Kingsman won. Okay. It beat Kingsman Part Two. Yeah, because I didn't really like that. It wasn't bad,
0: but uh, I think the Kingsman series, another Image comic, is going to be uh, better because I think Matthew Vaughn's going to step in and say, "This is what we're going to do. This isn't going to be Channing Tatum just running wild with Pedro Pascal and butterflies. That's not what this is going to be." Pedro Pascal
1: was the best thing of that movie. Yeah,
0: I know, and he's like Game of Thrones is really just skyrocketed him into celebrity fame.
1: He, he's a Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, he's in everything now. He seems to He's in that um, Ben Affleck movie that I told you about. You saw the pilot. I saw the pilot. I think I was the first one out of Active Geek, AGP, the whole thing that saw the pilot because I got the email from Image. I watched it. I texted Tom, told you, told Quiva, our friend Quiva, and um, she reads the comics. So she knew, like, she's the only other person I knew that read the comics until Tom picked them up. And I was like, you have to watch this. Tom watched it. You watched it. Quiva watched it. I watched it. What'd you think of the pilot?
1: I thought it was great. Like, like I said, going into it, there was, I didn't have a lot of expectations because I didn't know anything about it. So watching it and after seeing it, I was like, wow, this is really good. Uh, I like the 80s aspect. I always think that's really cool, but it, I mean, there wasn't a lot of action yet. So it was a lot of build up, a lot of character building, and the character building was really good. Um, you got to see the different
0: gangs. Yeah. The clicks.
1: Yeah. And that was really cool. And, uh, they put together a really good cast.
0: Yeah, honestly, from someone who reads the comics, the cast is spot on. Is it? Like That was one of my favorite things about it. Like, you know, Marcus looks like Marcus and Maria looks like Maria. And, you know, Lex looks like Lex. And they all like the only one who doesn't look like their comic equivalent. Willie. No, no. Willie looks perfect. Willie is spot on.
1: Really? Because i seen the picture and he looked like skinny. No, I no. This Willie's looks kind of big. Well,
0: it's a comic book, but yeah. Willie's supposed to be like the easy E. Of the of the kids, like you know, he's you know he's NWA, he's in there, but it's FWO, like you know what I mean. The only one who doesn't look like their comic book equivalent is Benedict Wong as Master uh, Lin. Oh yeah, Master Lin is like a hunchback. He's so small, he's tiny, like tiny, tiny. Like think if Mister Miyagi, okay, were still alive, he would have been perfect as Master Lin. Benedict Wong, I was about to say, BB Wong would have been great as Master Lin. Benedict Wong is a little tall and portly for Master Lin, but. He's huge now, too, because of Avengers yeah. and Doctor Strange. So people are like. He was okay. great as Master Lin. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's going to be even more awesome. Do you like Master Lin?
1: I do. He's very cold. Okay. And the opening scene when he hits Brandy in the face.
0: Oh, yeah. There's going to be spoilers if you haven't seen the pilot. So um
1: When he hits Brandy in the face with that bow staff.
0: Yeah, quick as shit, too. And,
1: he's like, and then she like licks.
0: Yeah, she's like, all about it. it. Brandy is going to have a crazy storyline. Does she? Yeah. Most of them have crazy storylines. And like 30 – I can't talk – I want to talk about (laughs) so much in this because I I know what happens for further along. But the pilot was – Like you said, the character building was great. But they didn't introduce all the characters that you're going to see yet. Oh, really? No. Um, There's a character that's going to be introduced. His name is Shabum, And he plays a huge role moving forward in the comics. Uh, And I don't know if that's going to be like the season finale – And maybe they go into season two, but there's so much quality in the first in the pilot. It's one of the best pilots I've seen in a very long time. It's well put together. The dialogue's good. And like I have a coworker who talks about watching shows with younger actors and he's like, they're all no names. We shouldn't watch it because they're not good. These characters, these actors were awesome in it. And most of them probably not born in the 80s.
1: None of them probably. Were the
0: only, Indian. yeah. The only one was probably uh, Benedict Wong and Henry Rollins.
1: Yeah, and, I I love the Henry Rollins. Yeah, he, isn't he's it? perfect.
0: Could and you he, ju- could you imagine just being a punk kid actor and having to act punk in front of Henry Rollins? Yeah. Oh my God, he's like the ultimate punk.
1: Yeah, and like he plays the the poison. Yeah. Fucking, he plays Snape. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he, he's deadlier than Snape, and that scene is awesome when. Like
0: Billy puts – Yeah, he puts an in um, – That Russian guy. Uh oh, what the fuck is his name? I can't remember his name right now. Victor. Oh, how did I forget? Yeah, he puts the, the poison in Victor's and he makes him shit. Yeah. Oh, and, my and God. Then, so And good. then,
1: and then uh, Henry Rollins goes, clean it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just – the pilot was fantastic. What were some of your favorite parts of the pilot?
1: My favorite, and it's kind of just me being a nerd, is when Willie gets mad at Marcus and goes on the Chris Claremont that was awesome. X-Men.
0: That was so awesome.
1: And I was like, oh, when he said something and he was talking about X-Men, he was like, oh, X-Men is stupid. He's like, Chris Claremont. Rah, rah, and he goes off. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome.
0: Dude, I geeked out hard for that part because I met Chris, uh, Chris Claremont. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so right. And that I don't remember that actually happening in the comics. I don't know if – it might have. I mean, I read them. Like, I binge read them. Like, I read the first 16 issues in an hour.
1: The Roosters were probably like – because in the 80s, they were probably, what, like 20?
0: Maybe 20, 30, around there.
1: You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so they were probably in that prime age, like a little older than that. And then they were like, oh, what was big when we- Yeah. X-Men, and X-Men, Chris
0: Punisher, Dark Knight and Returns.
1: And to, th- to throw that in there. And then, like, Marcus didn't, like, he just thought it was like, yeah, yeah. And then, like, realized that Willie was, like, really pissed off. Yeah,
0: he geeked out hard, dude. It was, um, the thing, was there anything else you liked that?
1: I liked how they set up that his parents died. Yeah. And the reason, and he was pissed off at Ronald Reagan.
0: Yeah. Do you like his mission?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. When I read the first issue and it was like, I'm going to kill Ronald Reagan. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Like it just shows you like, the, and they shit on Reagan hard in the comics because he's like an actor turned politician. It's kind of like what we have going on now. It's also a very perfect time politically now where they had someone who back then they didn't think was capable of running the country and now there's a lot of people who don't think our president is capable of running the country so it kind of like it's crazy how nothing has really changed from the 80s to now 31 years let's say this is 87 31 years from now not much has changed like the political scheme hasn't changed there's so much racism like nothing has changed and it shows that the a TV show based on a comic set in the '80s can play huge without being yep. current. Yep. you know what I mean. It's, it's wild. It's kind of like what you were talking about with Holmes and Watson. Yeah, where they had way too many current political jokes in yeah. 19th century movie. Yeah,
1: it was unnecessary.
0: They they can get away with the same jokes and it and still hit you like a joke from '87. Be like, oh my god, it's still happening. You know, it, that's one thing that uh, it wasn't my favorite part, but um. The comic book accuracy of the pilot and the series moving forward based on the stills and the trailers is 100%. You know, we talked Aquaman a few episodes ago, and we talked about how crazy the attention to detail was. The attention to detail in this is amazing. Like, and I guess it's not hard to mess up people, like, with no special, like, special looks. Like, the only one who, like, you got green hair, you could do a green mohawk, you got some piercings, you got a goth girl, you got... The hardest I guess the hardest makeup would be um Petra no um saya okay Petra just put on a bunch of uh you know powder on her yeah. face but saya has the yakuza tattoos remember we talked oh, yeah. about yakuza ta- yeah. ta- tattoos but yeah, her and maybe Rory has to wear a prosthetic face okay but like that's really it like I'm sure Willie isn't hard up for getting his hair braided yeah. You know what I mean? That like you can't mess up braids.
1: Chico's got a lot of tattoos. He got a lot of
0: tattoos. But tattoos, that's like that's it. Think about it. Yeah. Like you can't really mess those up. So the comic the book comic book accuracy was one of the best things for me. The Easter eggs were great and how quickly they're moving along from the comics. Um I feel like we're already in like issue six. Really? In the first one. Yeah, because you know, the rat will signify a huge moment in the comics. Okay. And in the show. But I don't think Chico tested Marcus this early in the comics.
1: Now, does that set you off a little bit? Because if they're going that far that quick in one episode, like there's only thirty six issues.
0: Yeah. Thirty five that are published now.
1: So they're gonna get through I'm I'm just saying it the way it's going in five five episodes, six episodes, they're gonna be caught up.
0: Yeah. I, I don't I don't get upset by that because I know how TV works a little bit because I feel like they they went hard the first, pi- the pilot. You know, it's kind of like what we talked about with comics. You got to go hard with issue number one. Yeah. And if you lose people in issue number one, issue number two, three, four, and five are going to kind of stumble. If you wait until issue two to shoot your load, people aren't reading it because issue number one wasn't strong. The pilot has to be strong in character development. It's kind of like what Game of Thrones did. You know what I mean? Where they introduced you to a shit ton of characters and they're like, these are the people that you're going to see for the rest of the season. Get familiar, get attached, fall in love, because you're going to learn a lot more than you thought about them. So what's going to happen is I see a lot of flashbacks happening. You have a bunch of these characters. You have to be introduced to their parents, their early childhood, yeah. what brought them up. And then there's going to, you know, everybody has a mission. Do they do that in the comics? They give you like a page, a couple panels of Okay. This is what Mar- how Maria's origin story was. This is Chico's origin to- story, Willie's, Saya. You know, they give you the origin stories, but they're going to spend episodes on this now. Yeah. And there's a point in the comics, I think it's more around like issue 18, the issue 20 around there, maybe even issue 25, where you're like, okay, this is season two. Like, you know exactly where season two is going to start. So like, I, I have a moment where season one's going to end in my head. I think where season one's going to end and how season two is going to start. Because this is a show that was published on a regular basis as far as comics go. But then they took off months. So there was like a year in between issues. You know what I mean? So there was – I think it was like 2017. There was three issues. And then March of 2018, it came out. And then August of 2018, another one came out. And now we're looking at January of 2019. So this is going to either A, push Rick and Wesley to – create more content and rush the storyline or like be more, be more organized with the story and structured and scheduled or whatever, be more methodical with it and get you to a point where they're like, all right, this is where it is or it's going to end like this is the show. You know, it's going to be three seasons and comics are done and you'll have to push it so it gets stale. You know what I mean? And then as far as the, the scenes that we watched every episode with Henry Rollins yeah. was amazing. And the relationship between Maria and Marcus when they're, Getting ready to spar together. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And the relationship between Willie and Marcus towards the end where they go, where they do Chris Claremont stuff and then they go and they end up, you know, killing somebody. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And I like where that's going. You saw the pilot. Is this a show that you're going to continue to watch? Oh, definitely. Would this have been a show that you would continue to watch if you hadn't seen the pilot early?
1: No, I would probably give it a shot. I probably wouldn't, you know, have the excitement really before the season started. Um, like I said, we watched the pilot, loved it, but since we talk about it and I feel like I, as podcasters, we should be watching new current stuff.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Can't so talk I talk about something if you don't yeah. see it. I
1: definitely, I definitely would have watched it. At least I would give it a shot.
0: I'm watching this religiously. I'm going to watch this live. This is this, I don't care I think it comes on 10 o'clock. That's yeah. It's usually I'm watching it live. an hour and a half before, uh, after I'm in bed. Because I'm an old fucking man, but I'm going to watch this live because of how much I'm into this. I don't want to miss an episode on this because the comics are coming back, the show's coming back. Honestly, Chuck, this is my most anticipated TV show of 2019. Really, really, and that's you know you had you have Young Justice coming back, you have all the new DC universe stuff, you have Game of Thrones ending, all of our shows are coming back for midseason break. Eye Zombies coming back, Ages of Shield's coming back. This is my most anticipated show. Wow. As soon as I read the comics, I was like, oh, they're making a TV show of this? Sign me up. And like, I, I'm I'm reading all the shows that are coming out so I can be familiar with it. Like I read Umbrella Academy. I think there's like 15 issues. I read all that. How's that? It's different. It's, I uh, think Lemony Snicket's with superheroes.
1: So Lemony Snicket's meets X-Men.
0: Kind of, yeah. And Watchmen along okay. those lines. It's, it's trippy. It's a little different. Um, and then I'm reading The Boys.
1: Yeah, that's coming out.
0: Yeah, they haven't announced the date yet, but that's coming out on Amazon. There's some Dynamite Comics. That is, wow, amazing. Really? That's also good. And Carl Urban's going to crush it in that. But anyway, we're talking Deadly Class. Uh, it's a show we're gonna, I'm going to watch religiously. You're going to watch it. Let's talk the cast. All right, so the cast, we've we've kind of talked about a few people. And some of these names are familiar. Some of them probably not so familiar, but all of them are fantastic in the show. You got Benedict Wong. We talked about him. He's Master Lin, the headmaster of King's Dominion. Benjamin Wadsworth is the lead. He's playing Marcus Lopez. Arguello. You got Lana Condor, from si- uh, who plays Saya. Maria Gabriela de Faria, who plays Maria. Luke Tanney, who plays Willie. Liam James who plays Billy. Michelle Duvall, who plays Chico. They're the main cast. And then you got the recurring cast. You got Henry Rollins, who plays Jor- Jorgen Denki. That's a great name. I'm sure it's Jorgen Denk. So Jorgen Denk. Taylor Hickson, who plays Petra. Siobhan Williams, who plays Brandy. Jack Galay who plays Lex. Sean Deppner, who plays Victor. Ryan Robbins, who plays Rory. And Isaiah Lettinen, who plays Shavin. What do you think of the cast, John?
1: Um, I didn't know anybody, really, except Liam James and Benedict Wong. I knew Liam James from The Killing. Yeah. And, of course, Benedict Wong from uh, Doctor Strange and Avengers. Um, so I looked up the cast, and the only one I knew, and I didn't even realize it, was um Lana Condor. Lana Condor. She who, who was Jubilee in um X-Men Apocalypse.
0: Yeah. And she's also in uh, To Every Boy I Ever Loved, I believe is the title on Netflix. So she's got like two series coming out at the same time, which is which is great for her. Uh Siobhan Williams uh was in Welcome to Marwin. Yes. She played Elsa. Henry Rollins you knew. Yep. Um Taylor Hickson was in Deadpool. I didn't uh, a, I didn't recognize her. Yeah so you see like if you look for these characters in the movies and shows that they've been in, I'm sure you'll spot them now. Yeah. But I agree. Uh, they were unfamiliar with me, which doesn't mean a good or a bad thing. You know what yeah. I mean? It could be great because they, they're they great talents or it could be bad and they're not good good talents. But based on what I'm seeing, they're phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Based on what we've seen, and it was an impressive cast that they put together.
0: Yeah. They, it looks like they did a, a lot of research for get the right characters for this yeah. cast.
1: Because they didn't, like, go out and get these big-name people because it's sci-fi and they might not have a lot of money. And, you know, they probably blew a lot of their money on Benedict Wong.
0: They probably blew a lot of money on the Russos.
1: Yeah, true. You know, the cast that they got together, I'm not familiar with the comics, but I thought that that was an impressive cast for the pilot.
0: Yeah, and you look at it. Like, these are all younger, meant-to-be-teenage characters. Who are you going to get? Like, you can get Bella Thorne. You're going to get all the. I could see her playing Brandy. You can see, I'll get all the patents from the Disney Channels. You get Nick Robinson. You get Asa Belterfield. You get all these young characters. You get the whole cast of Stranger Things and it. Yeah. Like, that could have been your movie. But they're like, no, let's give other actors and yeah. actresses a and chance. And I'm they did. They really did because, again, each character looks like their comic book counterpart. So the hair and makeup designers are the unsung heroes of this because they did a fantastic job. Costume, uh, I guess the costume, wardrobe, yeah, did great on this, and then the actors and actresses in the pilot were really good. I love Brandy's hair, yeah, it's, That's it's, like it's so straight eighties. It's awesome. It, every like Billy's hair, like if I had luscious locks like Liam James has in yeah. this, I would have a green mohawk. You know what I mean? And Marcus has great hair. Willie's braids are super tight. It's it's awesome. Now this show, Chuck, may be the only time. The only show where it's okay to say your favorite cast member is a white supremacist.
1: Yeah.
0: If your favorite cast member is Brandy. So moving forward in the series, who do you think your favorite character is going to be to follow? And who do you think is a character you're going to despise? I like Billy. Yeah, Billy's good.
1: Uh, He's so punk. Yeah. He's so 80s punk. And he's like, he's crazy. Yeah. Like when he's fighting Victor and they're sparring. Yeah. And he's like, your dick's rubbing against me. You like that? And, like, and he's laughing at He's a sadist. It. Yeah. And he's insane. And I'm like, this is the guy that's just going to be, like, he kind of reminds me of, like, the punks from RoboCop. Yeah. Those crazy-ass motherfuckers that were just killing people. Mm-hmm. That's what he reminded me of.
0: Yeah, he looks like somebody that, like, if you were to take him into the DC universe, he would be one of the mutants from oh, uh, yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> he's fighting Terry McGinnis and Old Man Batman. But, like... I, I like him. All lot. right, so he's gonna be your favorite to follow. Through. Yeah, you think you have anybody based on just watching it that you're not gonna like Chico? You're not gonna like Chico. Yeah, yeah. Chi- Chico's an unlikable character. Oh, he's a dick. And you know, each member we didn't even talk about on the cast, but you know, they're all the the leaders of their cliques. Yep. size is the leader of the Yakuza clique over there. You got um, Willie from the FWO. You got Chico from the Los Sotos or Los Vatos. Uh, Maria's Chico's main boo you got you know lex who's a punk kid you got petra who's goth as hell siobhan is the leader of the the dixie to dixieland she's a she's the leader of the neo-nazis and the confederate uh people down there
1: and what about maria when uh manipulative shit like she put that black eye on her
0: yeah she's all about it
1: to try to get marcus to kill chico and he was like what happened to your black eye she's like i just wanted to kill chico
0: dude Maria, and that's a great segue into my favorite characters. Maria is one of my favorite characters. In the comic, in the show now, the comic, she's brutal. And, like, you're going to see why she goes to these lengths. And, like, what her relationship with Chico truly is. You're you're going to see that.
1: I think she's going to be really manipulative. Like, I think she's going to be cunning to where, like, she doesn't have this brute strength. Yeah. But she's going to... I I mean, mean, she's
0: awesome at jujitsu. Did you see the takedown she did?
1: But, no, I get that. But, like... I can see her be very cunning. Yeah. Very calculative.
0: Well dude, you have to remember like I think everybody's going to be like that because it's a essentially it's a school for criminals. You know, a school for killers where it's either kill or be killed. Yeah. So you have to get get one over and like you see all these friendships and this is not a spoiler going forward, but like you see all these friendships and if I put myself in a situation like that, I would know in the back of my mind that n- nobody's going to be my friend here. Oh yeah. I got to take it. I can I can be in the clique, I can be friendly with these people, I can be the social butterfly, but I always have to look out for number one. Yeah. And you have to always look out for number one in this. And everyone's gonna be manipulative, I think. Petra, Billy, they're the Marcus, they're all gonna be manipulative in this because that's the nature of the beast. You know what I mean? So Marie is one of my favorites. I really like Petra. I like her in the comics. I'm curious to see where they take her in the show because she is a uh, layers. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with that. If they can capture all those um, those layers with that MA rating, I want to see how far they're going to push that MA. Um, but my true favorite is Marcus. Yeah, and I guess it's a bitch move for me to pick the the main character. He's the lead. But like he does have a lot of screen time in the show. He has a lot of screen time in the um, in the comics. The person I hate the most is going to be Victor. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like Victor. In the comics he's at a point where I still don't like him. Yeah, he's Russian, right? He's Russian. And he's a big Rushki.
1: And I'm wondering how that'll play in, in fact because of the Cold War back yeah. in the
0: eighties. Oh it'll it'll play. Um Chico's a douchebag too. Like yeah. it's it's hard not to hate Chico, but they make him hate you the most. Uh Brandy, if we're gonna talk characters, she's a character that you wanna hate just because of who she is. Yeah. You know what I mean, she hates everybody. She's at a place of full of people of color and she's a racist like you would imagine like could you imagine going to school and the racist group is one of the top dogs there but like you're surrounded by the yakuza the fwo the the mexican cartels you have those and they don't step to them at all like could you imagine that
1: yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like uh the show oz yeah or jk simmons character
0: yeah it's just prison without a little bit of uh with more freedom yeah you know you can just leave what you want? J.K.
1: Simmons' character was racist Yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, he was. And actually, when I was watching that, I was like, that could be his sister or, you know,
0: his his daughter. And I'm always like, the thing that intrigues me about characters like that is I want to know how many actors pass on roles like that because they're worried about how they're going to be viewed. And, like, what it's like on a cast where you have to say words that you normally would never, ever say, like taboo words, and you have to say this to people that you consider friends. Like, I would imagine, like, they're actors, so they're great at what they do. But I imagine, like, if I were in there and, like, I was a person of color and someone said that to me, I'd be upset. You know what I mean? Even though it was a show. I mean,
1: you are getting paid for it.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, what goes, like, how do you prepare yourself to be a racist? You know what I mean? So maybe if we talk to uh, Siobhan, I can ask that because that's a a question that I really want to know. But Brandy, back to Brandy, has a crazy storyline. We see everything about Brandy in the comics. And if we get an ounce of the comics in the show brandy might be your favorite yeah she might be because she's wild brandy is wild so what are you hoping for the series moving forward chuck you're big on first impressions yeah and if it captures you in the first 20 minutes you're good you can move on to the series right what are you expecting
1: i want to see more action
0: yeah you're all oh, you're gonna get it um you think i'm just paid by deadly class to talk so <laughs> much but i love it man i'm passionate
1: i want it i want to see if mark is good after Ronald have reagan yeah, and because that was like his, and it, it was awesome how like he's up on the rooftop with Billy, Petra, and Lex, mm-hmm. and they're like he's like yeah I want to kill Ryan Ra-. like dead serious yeah, he's like, yeah, dead panties yeah and I'm then right. they were like <laughs> and they thought he was joking and he was like no he killed he killed my parents
0: and like that's how it ends yeah it's crazy Well no it ends with uh, Rory yeah he's like hey but Rory ho, Rory is going to push that M A rating because he's so homophobic. Oh, yeah. Oh, every word that comes out of his mouth is the F word. Not fuck.
1: And I want to see how they play with it because 80s too.
0: That was like the AIDS epidemic. There was a lot of shit going on in the 80s. There was a lot of tension in the 80s. And uh, this could be, like I said, a very topical show.
1: And that's why I I think it's perfect to be set in the 80s. Yeah. It's because there's a lot of that different tension than it was. I mean, it's still some of the same. Yeah. But I like the era that they are.
0: Yeah, I do too. 80s stuff is fantastic. Like You see the Goldbergs are set in the 80s and we love it.
1: Bandersnatch. Uh,
0: yeah, Bandersnatch, another one that uh we may or may not talk about at in the end of this episode, <laughs> depending on where we go. For me, it's just to follow the comics. There's so many panels and pages that are meant for TV or movies, right? I feel like this was destined to happen. Like this is a comic that was designed specifically, in fact, to go onto television. And I don't know if Rick and Wesley had that in the back of their mind. Like, we're gonna write a comic that's gonna get picked up and it's gonna get networked. Or they're just like, this is a story we want to tell, and if it happens, it happens because it's one of those things. Like, it's so perfect. Like the art is great, the lettering, like every. This is a comic book that I've just completely immersed myself in, and I just, I, I'm so happy for it. And I want all those great moments that I've read to actually visualize on screen.
1: The other thing I want to, I want to see what happens is like, I don't know if they talk about it in the comics is like, what happens when they graduate? Like, do they? Like they just don't go get, get jobs. Like do the Yakuza hire them? Does like different governments?
0: Government is not going to hire them. Not at this point. Um, unless your father or mother, like they go back to their parents essentially, okay. right? But graduation. Stay tuned.
1: That's what I want to know. Like I want to see what happens when they
0: graduate. That's honestly where I think the season's going to end. Okay. At their graduation. Okay. Because there's there's points in the first episode that are going to be very crucial. To what goes down in the season. Okay. Um, And you've watched it. Everybody who's listening to this hopefully has watched it. And I will just say, keep in mind who got the rats. Okay. There's two people, right, so far? Yeah, Marcus. Marcus and Billy. Yep. They said they're both rats. Just keep in mind for that because that comes back. Okay. All right. Chuck, this is the question that I... This is a loaded gun question. This is the question that I did not want to type and send to you because I wanted to hit you with it. But I wanted you to prepare for it. You are not a cape... You are not a Image Comics guy. No. Every monthly episode, you hate all the titles. You think you laugh at them and you think they're bander-snatched. With the success of Walking Dead, the hype behind Deadly Class, does it give you any interest to read any more to read Image Comics? No, really. Um,
1: I, this is how I would say it. Like, I love the shows and movies that Image have put out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walking Dead's awesome. Walking Dead, kick ass. Kick ass.
1: Spawn. Yep. Wanted. They were great movies. Yep. We're getting a new Spawn. Yep. like I love the live entertainment. I'll stick with that.
0: Why not the comics though? Because all right, let, let's just take the cape and the cow. Let's focus on that because that's you are yep. your classic cape and cow guy. Spawn. Yes. Cape and a cow. Yes. Why not read it if they rebooted Spawn? Right. Let's say they went Spawn number one instead of like Spawn four hundred. That might
1: be that might be possible.
0: Okay, Savage Dragon. I love Savage Dragon. Like, would you go to that?
1: I do like Savage Dragon. Um. So you know what the problem is, is I don't have a lot of time for comics. So the ones that I read now, like, I just read Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Uh, issue three. Yeah. Like, I'm backed up.
0: And Infinite pro- cri- Heroes in Crisis? Heroes in Crisis. Well, they're only four in. Yeah. The fourth one just came out with a great dedication to Stan Lee. I posted it on our Instagram. Yep, I've seen that. It classy, man. DC, stay classy. It's beautiful.
1: But, you know, there's like, I picked up seven, eight titles the beginning of December. Yeah. I haven't even read them yet. So I probably got another seven, eight titles waiting for me at the comic shop slackin', right now. Slacking. Slacking, my man. Yeah.
0: You are slacking. So like, I don't- Well, you were also at Disney. Yeah. But that's a perfect time to read said comics when you're on the plane, when you're on the John.
1: I was sleeping.
0: I do my best reading that 45 minutes before I go to bed. Like when I'm in bed, the TV's on, whatever game's on is in the background- Chelsea's coloring on our phone or you know, playing Hotel Madness games or whatever, I'm reading comics.
1: You know what I do in my lot of reading? On my lunch break. Yeah. I go out in my car. I eat lunch. For 25 minutes, I, I read.
0: You got to go digital. That might be the way to go. We like to hold it in our hands and yep. flip the pages and examine it. But for someone on time crunch like yourself, you might want to go digital. So you are absolutely out on reading image. Yeah. Okay. Five years ago? I would have said, yeah, I'm with you. Capes and cows. But then I started reading Image. I read all the John Layman stuff. Chew and, uh, you know, Outer Darkness and Farmhand from Rob Guillory and Maneaters about, you know, women on their period turning into crazy cats. You know, I hate uh, bully land, all that stuff. There's a hero in the Image universe that's getting animated series. They're going to be working on a live action series that I think you'd like. His name is Invincible.
1: I think I heard of him.
0: Yeah. Robert Kirkman. It's his superhero, it's da- it's a mature read. It's going to get an animated series, it's going to work onto it like I said a live action series. Perfect for you. It's image, it's superheroes, capes and cows, it's perfect. All Kirkman's stuff in my opinion is going to head to the screen. He's he's des- he's designed a name where you bank on him. You know what I mean? Outcast was great, just wrong network. Walking Dead phenomenal, right? Slowed down a little bit, but the future looks bright for Walking Dead. Uh, uh, invincible they're doing two renditions of it which is awesome right oblivion song is a comic that i read that takes place in philly that could definitely be set after walking dead ends really
1: hmm it's
0: about like um uh inner world travel dimensions and beasts and like something happened think uh that um manifest mo- show where like people go disappearing yeah. what happens when they disappear where do they go
1: and it's set in Philly?
0: Set in Philly, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a good, good little read. I think there's like 16, 16, 20 issues already up. It's a really good read. It's a teen read. It makes translates good for TV. But in my, my mind, we're going to get a lot of image stuff. We've already talked about Kingsman and Kick-Ass, right? Yep. The Molar World is coming to Netflix. So that's like American Jesus, Jupiter's Legacy. All that stuff's going to come. That sharky, private Eye TV <laughs> show is coming out. You have that Gideon Falls, Sex Criminals, and the Wicked and the Divine are also being developed. So get used to those titles. While Saga, one of my favorite comics of yeah. all time, weirdest, sh- weirdest Is comic. Is that coming? It's been purchased and been talked about. The IP has been talked about. I don't see how that gets done properly. A movie? TV? Uh, no, TV show. I don't know how it gets done properly. You got people with TV heads. You have a talking fur seal. You got a talking cat. You got a dog named Sweet Boy. You got... A spider woman with tits out, like there's a like saga is a beautiful, beautiful comic that should stay a beautiful, beautiful comic unless it's done Marvel style, like 100 accurate. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh my god, this is perfect.
1: Animated or live action?
0: But animated is where it should happen. Live action, I don't think it's qual. It, it should make a live action because it's a it's a tough one. And then Paper Girls is being talked about as well. And for me, if you want my opinion on what shows I think image could or what comics image could adapt chew and i know tom would definitely talk about.
1: they've been talking about Chu for a while
0: yeah and listen to our uh john layman episode uh where we interviewed him he talked about that you know david Tennant was attached to it Stephen uen was attached yeah, to it in the that. animated series and then it fell through on networks it's been talked about for so many networks it never happened so i think chew uh story a uh, comic called redneck where it's about vampires in Texas. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good. Uh, that should be done. And then Outer Darkness, which is a more... It's a grittier Star Wars, but a comedy. Like, I think the Orville and Star Trek Discovery in- amalgamed. Okay. And um, that would make for a great show, but it's only got three epi- three issues in it. So I don't think right now it's... Uh, it's I don't know. It shouldn't be developed right now. It yeah. should be developed further. Uh, but that's, that's what I think. I think Image is going to be the future. I think there's going to... You know, Dark Horse signed a deal with, uh, I think, Universal to do all their universe stuff. Marvel's obviously doing what Marvel does with Disney. Warner Brothers and, you know, DC are doing their thing. I think someone should snatch up an image and not just Netflix and just take one creator, but there's so many other creators out there. Murder Falcon. Would you You, like to see a Murder Falcon TV show, Chuck? Yes. You would watch it. Yeah, definitely. You'd watch that and you'd watch uh, uh, Bird Box. No, uh, Juke Joint. What the fuck is that's Duke? another comic from our December Oh, yeah, issue. I do
1: remember Juke Joint.
0: Juke Joint. But that's our deadly class episode. Um, rate the pilot. One to ten. Eight. I'm gonna go ten just because I've read the comics and I, I know what to look for. But I encourage all of our listeners to watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's gonna be on sci fi January 16th, 10 o'clock. It's got a great cast. We're gonna promote the hell out of it on our Instagram, which is the Active Geek. Which then goes to Twitter, Active Geek underscore, which maybe goes to Facebook, Active Geek Podcast. Um, you follow Chuck on Instagram. What's your handle?
1: Chuck underscore the Active Geek.
0: Who else are we following on Instagram?
1: AG Cosplay.
0: You can get my Instagram from the Active Geek. I'm right on the the profile. Chuck, you want to talk Bandersnatch before we get out of here? Yes. Um, let's just do a, a ranking. Is this the craziest film you've ever watched? By far. One to ten. Ten. Okay. Do you? I, I'm going to go eight i'm gonna switch i'm gonna go eight like you did with deadly class do you think or do you want season five of black mirror which has now been pushed back because of bandersnatch do you want season five to be choose your own adventure no did you like the app choose your own adventure aspect
1: yeah it was crazy and you know what i'm kind of i'm not mad but i didn't know on the podcast or we were talking i, I about, broke the news to you yeah i didn't know and i think that would have been cooler if i didn't
0: oh i'm sorry that's it's, it's well, fine. You as a podcaster, you have to do your research.
1: Yeah. Um, but I thought it was awesome. Um, it was fucking trippy as shit. And I text you immediately and was like, "We need to talk about this."
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to dive deeper into the Bandersnatch in our next episode, Glass, because I feel like that's more appropriate. Yeah. Um, I will say, Bandersnatch was the first movie I realized Will Poulter was British. Really, I thought he was American. No. I've only seen him in movies where he has an American accent.
1: He was supposed to be Pennywise. Pennywise, Yeah.
0: He would have been perfect. Yeah. But Bill Skarsgård is a great Pennywise. We're going to talk more next week about Bandersnatch, but we're going to do a full episode about M. Night Shyamalan and the Glass trilogy. Because this has now been confirmed it's a trilogy we talked about last week. It's been confirmed. And Image Comics is actually going to come up in our discussion next week. Just because of inspiration from M. Night Shyamalan. Watch Deadly Class January 16th. Let us know what you think on all of our social medias that we just listed. Um, Give us a review on all the podcast directories. You can find us there. And next week, like I said, we'll be back with Glass because Chuck has a full heart on for this next Glass movie and um, for the Active Week podcast. I'm Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.